like the uh i'm still workshopping the name mm-hmm. but i'm like i think i'm ca- just gonna call it like the break it down series where the break it down series yeah just okay. like bring an artist like when they drop a new album whether it's the day of or within like the month or whatever mm-hmm. we just break down the album but, oh snap that's a great idea yeah yeah, yeah. so um I think this is the first Glad one. to be the guinea pig. Yeah. Let's, let's see how we can, let's see what we can do. <laughs> Dude, I, um, uh, yeah, and, and like, so just listening to, cause your album drops, uh, well, two days from now? Uh, in like three hours. Three hours. Oh, yeah. So I must've seen your Instagram story update that said in two days, two days ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw that today. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 the couple of days mm. after Christmas, it's really hard to tell the difference between like what happened on the 26th for sure versus the 27th. So I apologize. For sure. No, <laughs> and as soon as it's December, the year is over. We're, yeah. we're all just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Um, man, you know what? Without further ado, cause I'll just fucking run right through, yeah. man, go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, well, hello everybody listening to a song called life. Um, I'm Christopher Leon. I'm a musical artist who just, in a few hours, will have just dropped his debut album called We're All Healing. Um, It's been something that I have been, uh, for lack of a better word, obsessing over since about June. And uh, it's now dropping. So here we are. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, I love new music. Love new music. Um, And you were... Uh, very kind, kind enough to um, send me uh, your tracks um, about a little over a week ago mm-hmm. um, to listen to just because like I, I really wanted to get in the zone like before we started this and um, can I just off the bat just say like the track that like no bullshit I'm looking you in your eye mm-hmm. telling you this track I believe five. Finish um, the job. Yeah, bro, that is... That is like one of my favorite tracks of the year. I don't know if that's a sample or if it's just like within the character of a sample. The the vocal yeah, chop yeah, the vocal, in the big, yes. beginning. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is that a sample of anything? It's it is. Okay. It is a loop that was just filtered out and I fucked okay. with it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you like the the pocket you found in it, the beat itself, and your sense of like uh, when to rap in this octave versus this octave and when to switch to like vocals. Um, that man, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> love this track. But man, let, let's just go from, Thank um, you, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Even before we dive into the album, just cause people should just like, uh, you know, um, do you, do you do a lot of these? I have not since, okay. uh, this started. Okay. And even before, I'd only done a handful. Okay. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? For for people that are just, like, being introduced to you, let's just, like, go all the way to, um, I mean, I, I as an artist, I love learning of, like, artist origin stories mm-hmm. myself. So, um, like, I ask a lot of people, why music? And then why mm-hmm. rap? Got you. Okay. 
Um, okay, okay, okay. So I was born in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, but at a very young age, my parents um, took me out. We did, we did town hopping a lot, and so I was raised in small towns outside of St. Louis, in Illinois a little bit, um, and so I am a very small town boy. I, I lived in small towns so much, um, and I feel like w the main town that I was raised in, um, it was... I'm just telling, I know you asked me a specific question, no, but I'm no, just giving you the, just the whole history of yeah. me. Just to, um, but the, um, the town that I was raised in, it was known for being racist, um, known very much so for being racist. Um, the, the, the town was called Anna, and it was like a running gag, not even a running gag because someone made a sign. But in the, um, the Welcome to Anna mm -hmm. sign, you know, that every town has, they put next to it, Welcome to Anna, A-N-N-A, Ain't No Niggers Allowed. So, like, that's the town that, you know, I was, yeah. you know, raised in. So, going to that school, being the only person there with the black father, I felt that. Um, and then there were, the, I, had, I had some some issues with my parents where they, punishments were rough mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, I think my, my dad and I butted heads a lot. And, um, yeah, and so I felt very... Afraid to be at home, mm -hmm. and then afraid to be outside of the home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I just kind of collapsed um, into myself and made little worlds for myself. So I would read a lot as a kid, and I would play video games a lot. I would just, you know, be in a corner by myself, leave me alone. Um, and so that, that's, that's like my childhood up until, like even through high school, I was the same way. Um, until I went off to college. Mm. And then off to college, um, I'm in... Did, did you go to college out here or, or still uh, back Cape home? Girardeau, which is two okay. hours outside of St. Louis. Okay. Um, so this is Missouri. Um, yeah, still there. Uh, my freshman year, I met this girl through Facebook. Mm -hmm. This was, you know, Facebook was starting to pop off and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know. So now, you know, I meet this cute girl who lives in St. Louis. Um, fell in love with her without meeting her through Facebook, you know, just like talking to her. Um, and I would... Uh, write her poems and I would like she would tell me like who she liked so she got me hip to like Kid Cudi mm -hmm. I'd never heard of him before her so I like went through the rabbit hole and I would remix all her favorite songs and I would like make them about her um, and so uh, that's literally how I started getting like getting into music yeah. was that um, I meet her she has a brother and a cousin who do music they're there they meet me, they're like, hey, she said you do music, would you like to do something? Um, so I write a verse for this song they're making, and I remember, the song was called Popular, and I remember recording it and then hearing my voice back and thinking two things. The first thing was, ew, that's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second thing was, like, I made this. Yeah. Like, it was the first time I had, like, made something where it was like, holy like, like I straight made this. And, um, and I remember that feeling and like, that's the feeling that nothing else has ever given me, yeah. which is why I've always wanted to do music because I'm open-minded to anything else that comes along, but nothing has made me feel like that. Yeah. So that's why that, um, yeah, is just important to me because it's the best thing I've ever felt. Yeah. Um, now once I started like really getting into music, that's when I started to talk about like my past and my relationship and really my emotions because 
I'm coming from a family where we don't talk about our emotions. Um, so I always had everything bottled up. And then finally, I have an outlet to where I can say everything that's on my mind. Um, and so I do. And it feels good. It feels good to be able to say. I feel like I can finally talk to my friends, my family, my girlfriend, you know, and I can finally like, be, okay, I can't say this to you, but like listen to this song and like you'll get it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that was my, you know, thinking up into a certain point very recently where I realized, okay, you have to be able to communicate outside of songs too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because not everyone's just going to wait around for you to make an album to explain everything. So, um, yeah, that is that is how I got into music. Um, and, I mean, the past couple of years have been uh, a doozy for, you know, for all of us. But... Um, especially the past two years I was really going through it and I tried to figure out how to how to get it out um that's how the album came out mm. I forget what your original question was no that, but we went through <laughs> that is <laughs> the best answer to that question that I have asked so many people on the podcast too like I like the more details the better man because I think a lot of the stuff that you said is I mean there's stuff in there that I can relate to there's stuff in there that people listening to this are going to relate to that that's that's perfect man and it's all it's just uh also such a genuine um reason to to go into music i mean first of all uh in terms of the history of man and i don't mean like like i mean specifically men um some of like the greatest things greatest empires the origin of it is probably wanting to like get closer to some girl for sure <laughs> you know what I mean? for sure like it, it when in, like when when someone tells their story sometimes it can kind of sound like a, a, a little like um uh like a hopeless like romantic thing but i mean i it, i would not be surprised if we could get more details into like why like a lot of people <laughs> have done what they've done absolutely i'm sure there's some love interest somewhere in there and um yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, and in terms of the um, the pandemic too, I think um, you know, uh, hearing a lot of people's stories, you know, people I've spoken to, th that thing of being forced to um, to slow down, mm -hmm. where like um, if like your thoughts. For like, you know, before the pandemic, especially in L.A., I mean, you want to keep yourself busy, move to Los Angeles, yeah. you know, if you want to, you know, so like, um, I think it's really easy for like our thoughts to kind of just be in this tornado. And then like, not only does it like slow down, but the stuff that like really, really matters, both good and bad are like the things that are like there to stay when things slow down. And mm -hmm. I don't know if, if, if that's what it was like for you during the pandemic where like, because stuff slowed down, I mean, it just, you know, at least for me, it just forced me to face both like just everything that was major to me, both good and bad, because mm -hmm. like all the little stuff you go through in your day, it just all went away. Mm -hmm. You know, what, is that similar to you? I feel like, okay, so yeah, everything did slow down. Um, for me, I did like that, mm -hmm. that I was being forced to slow down. Um, I did like that. The, the, un the real unfortunate part of it all is that I was just in a deteriorating relationship mm. before the pandemic. Mm. 
and then the pandemic happened and then we were stuck in the same room with each other um that that was my downfall like like that was my downfall um because yeah because but pre-pandemic all these issues it's like i can just go to work and for eight hours i have like a peace of mind just i can just uh, we can just not argue for eight hours yeah um, but now it's like I wake up with anxiety because it's like, what's it, what's it going to be today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, living through, yo, if you survived your relationship through the pandemic, you should know that like you found the one. Um, but, uh, yeah, y'all can make it through anything because like, it's, it's tough because everything slows down and all you have are each other yeah. and you're either going to work this out or you're not going to work it out. And if you're not going to work it out, it's going to go bad. Um, so yeah, my, my biggest thing was I, I do love the force slow down because I do need to slow down. Um, I did. And then, but I just wasn't at a healthy place and with a healthy person and in a healthy relationship is all it was. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, and you're, you're absolutely right in that. I think, one of the most uncomfortable feelings is to be uh, really close to someone, like literally, like in proximity, mm. and for communication to somehow still be like very poor. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like um, to be around someone all the time and for, like, it's just, it's so uncomfortable because, um, man, I got to have like a psychologist on the podcast mm-hmm. at some point to talk about what is happening when two people feel tension in the air. Like mm-hmm. what, what is that actual, like explain on a chemical level, because like there, there's nothing like that feeling when you just like feel, you know, the, the, the saying like, oh, you could cut, cut the tension with the knife mm-hmm. and like other people can like walk into a room and be like, whoa, it's tense in here. Like, what is that? You know what I mean? But, you know, I mean, going back to, you know, the, the, the topic at hand though, in terms of relationships, um, you know, nothing will, I, I won't say nothing, but there are very few things that will teach you more about yourself than your when you like analyze your you know experiences and your relationships and um you know luckily for artists it 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 it, you know no matter how painful or great it is it at least gives us good content (laughs) too Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) um fuck i forget the the whoever uh said that like they enjoyed like getting their heartbroken because um they just always had their best work i'm sure several people said that but Mm -hmm. there's one person it's like a it's like someone from like it's like the beatles era yeah yeah anyway um yeah man so i guess going into or actually before going into this album um because i've listened to your prior Mm -hmm. projects like the you know and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um this album, uh, this new album, really feels like um, you came to a, a tipping point as a person mm-hmm. and where, like, the content, you really needed the content to be, like, a true uh, story, whether, like, for yourself or for the fans or for both. So for the music that you've you came before, mm-hmm. like what what's different about 
this and things you've re- released before in terms of how you've expressed yourself? Um, my So I've made uh, projects in the past, and all of my projects, I love concept albums. So I just give me a, a concept, and then I can just base the whole thing around it. I love movies. I love stories. Um, so... I, I just, it's, it's important for me to whenever I make a project, I just want it to make sense, you know? Um, and so before, everything before was just, it, it was me doing projects, but also, it's weird to say because I, I've, this new album is very personal and emotional and I'm like saying a lot of things. Um, I think the difference is that in past projects, I've done the same thing, but it'll be three songs out of 12 mm. that I do that, you know, and then the rest of them, I'm just trying to do something to try to get on a top 40 list, mm-hmm. you know, of some kind of radio. And the difference with this one is that I'm just fuck the radio. I'm falling apart and I need to like say this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make anything for anything. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to say, I have issues with parents and childhood, with friends, with my ex and with my mental. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make songs about what I'm going through right now. And then these were the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and I wasn't going for any type of sound or, a trend or anything and this is the first project where I literally did not purposefully try to do mm-hmm. anything I was just making something that described what my mind was yeah. you know feeling yeah. yeah yeah no that 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 it makes a lot of sense man and um I think it's I mean you know pat pair of hats off to whoever you know artists can just off of the jump getting into it their first album or project can just off. be like yeah super raw because it's really hard it's kind of like um like um i think starting anything especially things that make you self-conscious mm-hmm. uh you're gonna first start off um most people will probably um self-analyze uh, throughout the process until you just get to a point where you're very comfortable with it and you're no longer like trying to control it so much but there's a there's a journey to that um and you know it it's which I actually find interesting because a lot of people think a lot of rappers' first albums are like their their best, which mm-hmm. is so interesting to me because most people's first anything is like not. But that, that's mm-hmm. a whole other fucking yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, you know, yes, hearing this album that you put out. I, I really do get a sense of that because the vibe that I feel when listening to it, it's almost like, man, like um, like if you walked into a room of someone saying something and you realize like, oh shit, like maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like that's how raw it feels in the sense that like that's how that's how honest it feels. It's almost as if you're you're walking in on a conversation or conversations that like maybe like 
you're 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 not supposed to hear and obviously you are because it's an mm-hmm. album yeah. but it's it's it has that feeling of just like you know it doesn't have those usual deliveries or ways of like changing how you say something to someone to make it like pretty or digestible it really is just you so going off of um track one i mean off the bat you kind of let us know what it's about trauma um you know uh and of course shout out to to joyce yeah (laughs) yeah, fucking shout out to joyce who is a a part-time therapist (laughs) low-key and um yeah, man. Uh, uh, actually, that that's. I mean, speaking of Joyce, how did you um, how did you like come up with that idea of having her kind of come in and out of the album? Um, well, uh, easily. I first off, I met her through Emily. I met her um, in Palm Springs with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing was, is um, the song "Trauma." I went to um, right before like everything fell apart with my job and the pandemic happening and relationship, I just started therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was trying to figure out, I was, I was fi- trying to figure out some kind of way to like get this like anger and sadness out of me. Um, and so I went to therapy and I told myself, yo, if you're going to do this, just fucking do it. You've seen all the movies where like the, the people sit in and they don't say anything. And the therapist is like, well, I can't help you if you, so like, just, just do it. Just say all the stuff. So I went in there and I told her everything. So if you um, listen to trauma and I just bring up all the shit with my childhood trauma and parents and yada, yada, that is literally my first ever therapy session um, ever. (laughs) And so um, and so bringing Joyce in, I wanted it to be like real life because this is what really happened. Um, And so, you know, she asked, tell me about yourself and I go all in Um, and that's what it is. Um, and then going into the second track, that's my therapy session number two. Mm. Um, because then I talk less about family and more about friends and loved ones and my ex and, Mm. you know, things like that. Um, and then of course in real life, I lost my insurance. So after just only a few weeks of therapy, I lost therapy. And that's why she comes back again to tell me that my entrance yeah. is out and I can't do therapy anymore yeah. on the third track. So yeah. um, that would yeah. be sad. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, it, it's, it, it is. So it's, it, it's doing two things, which is one, it's like telling the story to you, but also like, it's literally true. Yeah. Like, like yeah. everything is true. I try to be as 100% honest as I could possibly be. Wow. Um, and the, um, uh, remind me of, I remember all the tracks, just not the mm-hmm. order. Uh, the, the, the second one, is it the one that starts off like, bum, bum? Uh, that's Ali, the third one. one. Unheard Prayers is the, oh God, I'm coming to you with the pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That was the one where I, because I don't take you as a particularly religious Religious, person, but I do know from the little that I know that when people who are not religious go as far as to, they're so, um desperate to find peace that like it's like fuck it's time to try god i guess is that is that is that where that's coming from where you just you're just like fuck it you're so desperate that you believe you pray to a god that you don't even believe in yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah um no for real i i mean my uh, whenever it comes to my like relationship with god it's like i'm like 
70% in, like maybe there's a God. No, I'm 70% out. (laughs) I'm 30% like maybe there's a God. But um, no, but if there's like, um, if to be honest, if for me, if there's no God and everything is just random and uh, uh, bad shit happens to good people and good shit happens to bad people, that makes sense because everything is just random. Um, If there is a God, I have some questions. I got some fucking questions, buddy. Um, so it's one of those things. It's like I was raised in the church, yeah. so I don't even know if I believe in God because I really believe in God or because I was programmed to believe in God yeah. like most of us are. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is, is yeah, if there is a God, keep that same energy. If God does everything, God does all the good things and God does all the shitty things, yeah. so let's treat that as such, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's that's kind of my my take on religion and God. You know, yeah. I I barely believe in it, and, but I hope it's real. Yeah. Because I'm afraid of dying and not existing. Yeah. And that's really the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. There's a the, the movie uh, Unusual Suspects. Yep. Um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yep. His his quote that man that I totally relate to where he says um uh it's something like i don't believe in god but i'm afraid of him and that's like i'm i'm the total same way in that like i'm not i i do not believe in god but i feel like if you know i feel like if i you know sat here and was like fuck god fuck that guy whatever i feel like like part of me would whisper it'd be like but just in case yeah exactly exist, yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah. just joking yeah. you know what i mean and um uh, i mean but also part of that is is on an objective level not knowing that he exists or he i'm saying he because i'm humanizing him and mm-hmm. also maleizing him but like like uh <laughs> th- this this thing exists um or or like like I don't know if he does or doesn't mm-hmm. like, and, and it's so there's, there's a humility to it where you just have to like be, be like, literally that's just true. Like, I don't fucking know. So, you know, but I, I yeah. really like that in your song. It's like, well, fuck just in case you do, or like, you know, I'm just, you're, you're, and, and that I really respect because, um, it's, uh, it, it seemed to me, what I get from that song is like you're a person who is genuinely trying to find all possible ways to like find peace in their existence, um, even opening doors that you would not normally open. So I mean, trying to get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is um, um, isn't that that's uh, the opening line of one of your songs? Uh, you're trying to get. Um, I'm just trying to get right. Yeah, just trying, I'm just to, trying get, to live. Yeah. That's hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which. You know, what am I? I had a. I was thinking of something um, a, a, a second ago, but um, yes, yes. So you talk about your, uh, you know, because uh, you you do have um, really memorable memorable bars on there about like your um, relationships, um, uh, family uh, things, and I I what I find interesting. You said it a couple times is commenting on your relationship with friends, which mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think most people when you go to therapy, you think you're going to talk about your like your family and your intimate relationships. But I think that relationship with your friends is like a window into learning about ourselves that like 
we all underestimate. So like, like what, what, where, where's that coming from in terms of you analyzing that? And you, um, I mean, okay. So I, uh, well, I came up with, um, my, uh, I knew this guy, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, but (laughs) (laughs) I knew this guy and I came up with him like through music. He's one of the people who introduced me to it. Um, all that we were best friends, um, like he was my best friend for like six plus years, um, and we and he was like, or I guess I was his like ride or die. Like I was like just saying his name in rooms where no one knew who he was, you know, type of shit like that. Um, just uh, just just trying to be a one, you know, just trying to be there for him. And we fell apart. Um, mostly because he got a girlfriend and her and I did not, mm-hmm. uh, mix, um, her and I didn't, um, get along. So that tore him apart, which tore us apart, which it fucked me up because, because like I lost him. Um, and it's, we, and it's funny because we all moved here together to mm-hmm. California. Um, and it was, and then once we got here, it was like, well, fuck Chris, because we're kind of doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I felt that. And so I dipped off. This was four and a half years ago when I first got here um, and did my solo thing, you know. Did it. Heartbroken, but it sucks. Okay, I'm in a new state. Let me make a way for myself. Um, and then I meet, you know, friends here. Um, and I met another friend here. We were very good homies. Um, and we started doing a lot of things together. Um, but I feel like maybe I was holding on to, maybe I, 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 fe- I, I think I wasn't doing enough for him. I wasn't treating him like I treated my ex-homie. Mm. My ex-homie, I was always like, hey, this is the guy. You should listen to the guy, you know? And for, the, for my new friend, I wasn't doing that mm. as much. Mm. And he noticed it. Mm-hmm. And then he brought it to my attention. And I was like, you're right. Um, I'm not doing that enough. Let me try to like, let me do that more. I'm sorry. Um, And so I tried to do that more. And then he came back around for round two and was like, hey, you're still not doing it enough. I don't feel enough. You aren't making me feel enough. Um, Is it, are you uh, like intimidated somehow? Do you think I'm going to like outshine you if you put me in certain positions? Um, And then that's when the conversation started to like take a turn because now it's like, like different things, you know, like, like, um, um, and so I'm trying to reassure him, like, no, I don't think that. And also in my mind, like, who the fuck do you think you are? And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and so I'm like trying to, um, but the, the thing is him and, so I, I told him I'm very, like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it enough. I'm not making you feel like you're valued enough. So I, I'm sorry for that. Um, and I went to a whole rant about what I was going through and I made it all about me and uh, <laughs> a whole rant about what I was going through, how I wasn't feeling good, how I needed help, um, things like that. And he, I mean, it was, it was a, a long text message and a dark text message and he read it. He was like, I'm sorry, you're going through what you're going through. He gave me like a little inspirational thing, you know, like go outside and look at the trees and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, um, and but then he was like but i can't but we're growing in different directions so like i can't really like like mess with you like that um 
So he dipped. I said, okay, cool. Um, that's just, you know, just another one to add to the list. Um, and so, um, yeah, so like it affected me and, and it affects me because like, I, I love the people that I'm around, you yeah. know, like, uh, you're my friend because I love you. Like I care for you. Like it, like it, I'm not, I'm not the person who's like, well, fuck it, just leave. And I, I don't care. Like, no, it's like, no, please don't leave me. <laughs> and so, um, so I'm like dealing with that. And so whenever it comes to me bringing up friendships and like therapy and things, it's yeah. like me trying to get over abandonment issues for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, things, things like that. And then whether or not I let them like back in, you know, because we are like any, nothing's like a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. if there's an argument between you and so-and-so, it's not a hundred percent your fault, a hundred percent theirs. Um, but I'm just wondering if if my percentage was enough to where like I'm totally in the wrong where I should let this person back in, mm-hmm. or is this person like really not very good for me mm-hmm. and you know takes me to a dark place? Mm-hmm. So should I should I allow them to come back? Kind right. of a thing. Right. Um, yeah, and those are things that I have trouble like figuring out. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I I mean, wow. There's. I don't even know where to begin with that because there's yeah, I said so, a lot. <laughs> no, no, there's there's so much, um, there's so much truth to everything that you you just said. I think off the bat, like, um, um, I think it's it's more of a Western thing because if you go to, um, I mean, my experience in Africa, uh, what I've seen in like the Middle East and, and other parts of, of Asia, um, it is not weird or unusual for male friends to, um, for men to like be like, like ver- to verbally care for each other, to like be very close with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, um, and I say that because uh, here, there is a, we have like a, a really fucked up concept of, um, of, of brotherhood here. And why I say that is because like, um, you ever, have you ever thought of like how much nuance the phrase ride or die lacks? <laughs> That that's such a yeah, it's just thrown around. Yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing in that uh, has space for taking accountability or like addressing when it's difficult to ride for you and yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Like, there's nothing in there. It's like hundred percent or or accept me all the way. Yeah. or yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Or or you know the idea that like we're we are brothers usually because we have a common enemy and like you might not even realize that but like it's whether it's because you grew up in a certain neighborhood and the people near you are ones that you can trust against others that you can't yeah and it's like well you know what about relationships for the sake of literally just loving each other and not having this enemy to like like not having a reason to be stronger to like, you know, join each other, but to literally just enjoy each other's uh, company. And then, you know, on, on top of that, um, as young men, um, it takes a really long time to, you know, for, for most of us to get in touch with that part of ourselves that is okay with um, 
being vulnerable in like the most basic of fucking ways. Like just like, bro, uh, I see no S on your chest, you know? So hmm. I, you know, you're not yeah. fooling anyone. Like you can cry, you yeah. can laugh, you know? Um, and, uh, anyway, you know, a lot of what you said, um, is, uh, I think is, is, I think a lot of guys, uh, can listen to that and relate. Um, really just because like, um, it is hard being friends with, cause I've also struggled lately with my male relationships because it's the, the older I, I get, the, the longer or the harder it is to find people that understand a basic concept of like brotherhood yeah. in the sense that like, yo, you're a guy, you're in my life. Uh, we have similar struggles and like that is enough for us to like find common ground and uh, enjoy each other's company. You know, there, there doesn't have to be some, like, weird fucking angle or ulterior motive. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. fucking chill, you know? Yeah. So, it's weird, man. I mean, there, there could be a whole episode just about how... Um, and I don't know if, if it's surprising from people that don't identify as men that, like, uh, when you see a group of guys, they don't necessarily... There's a difference between, like, really liking each other and just being, just having your guy group because, like, you know, you don't, you 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 don't you don't you don't mind each other. There's mm-hmm. a difference between not minding someone and actively liking and caring for. It's a huge difference. Yeah, huge <laughs> fucking difference. Huge difference. You know, so like most of those big male groups, those big you know group of guys that you might see rolling together, usually they just don't mind each other. It's like okay, you're you're cool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever. But they're not actually actively there uh, uh, for each other. And um, anyway, I had to go into that rant just because I relate to so much of of, of what you just said um, um, in there. And I and I also think that um, you know, in terms of you explaining, uh, talking about like your your second homie and how, uh, of course, like going through what you went through the first time that. Um, it's 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 probably human nature to be on the defensive coming out of something like that, and then probably not like uh, you know correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it to me it makes sense that like you would potentially not be enough for the next person, the next person because yeah. you were because I wasn't the yeah. last time you were you yeah. know so I mean I guess through those experiences. Where would you say your mind's at now? Um, just when it comes to friendship? Yeah. Um, I, I realize the, my faults in the last relationship, which is um, any, any relationship, whenever you repeat, whenever you like, quote unquote, learn something from it, and then you're super defensive in your next one because you learn from the last one, it's no fair for that person. Yeah. Because they did not do anything to you, yeah. so whether it's a like romantic relationship or a friendship, I've learned the same thing, which is this new person is not the last person. Yeah. They haven't done anything to you. Don't make them feel like they have. Yeah. So, um, yeah. W- with that being in mind, I learned from my last friendship yeah. that I need to make sure my next 
friend, kin, you know, like whoever I'm hanging out with, like they know that they're appreciated Mm -hmm. uh, and I love them and they're talented. And, you know, like I I just need to, I need to do what I can to make sure that they know that they're appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just assuming that since we're hanging out all the time and, you know, working all the, you know, and joking around and all that stuff that, uh, that it's all love, which you would assume that it's all love, but you know, people need like, tell me, you know, tell me that you care about me, you know? So, um, yeah. So I think just, it all comes back to communication, you know, like tell people how you're feeling, you know, um, don't be afraid to tell someone in your life that you are thankful that they're in your life, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I learned from everything. (laughs) I I love that, man. And, And I, I really, I really respect, um, your awareness to know that it's important for you to bring up your relationships, uh, your like major relationships with your friends to your therapist. Because I, I mean, I haven't even gone that deep into um, uh, talking about my friendships uh, yet, at least with my um, uh, therapist. And uh, I mean, God, there's a fucking... Mount Everest mm-hmm. fucking volcanoes worth of shit that I have to talk about with like my parents and yeah. this and that just like very like specific events or whatever but like yeah. um yeah no that that's a that, that's a big one and it, and I think it's it's probably very underrated um fuck it <laughs> back to the album i guess um, <laughs> i actually okay but also just yeah, so you know yeah, just yeah, as sure. a little side note whatever yeah. that mountain is that yeah. you have with whoever in your life yeah chip away at it yeah. as much as you can like it, it's very important that you do that because that it helps afterwards and before you're feeling a certain type of way yeah and you don't even know that you're feeling a certain type of way sometimes but like you'll realize Afterwards, the reason I'm saying that is just because I grew up with all these issues with my parents until it came to a boiling point, mm-hmm. and then whenever all, everything happened and I was able to go back to them and like speak to them and and like all the things that I brought up from childhood were like addressed and apologized for and everything was good. I literally like the term like weight lifted off your shoulders. I literally felt lighter, wow. like seriously, and and I haven't felt the same way since like before that phone call Mm. that I had with him. So it does like, I just want you to know, like it really does help, but in the process it's very frustrating and don't go off the deep end and scream at everyone. Like (laughs) I did because I screamed at everyone. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've, I'm, I, that would be like round 12. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Screaming at everyone. Um, but then again, it's, it's, it's okay because we scream at each other. So, well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's what I said, but (laughs) yeah. Um, damn. Yeah. Uh, so something, uh, uh, popped up in my head while we were, uh, uh, talking cause I I feel it's, it's pretty obvious through the, the lyrics, but, um, just to confirm though, Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, why, why is the, the third track called Ali and is that, it's um, so Ali is of course off of Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. who I reference in the in the song. Um, and that there was a, a time in my life where I I went to so I do Muay Thai, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I try to do it a lot, and I was really into it um, a year and a half ago. And the reason I was into it was because 
I needed a place to go to punch something because all I was doing at home was arguing with my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and so I like, I just, I needed some, something. Um, so I was like, sure, I'll go get hit in the face. So I started, <laughs> so <laughs> I started doing that. So I started doing that. And that was like, um, just around the time that like I was losing my job, I was losing my therapy. I was, you know, every, like everything was, was going down. Um, and so I just, I remembered like my little meditative spot, you know, I can't, I can't escape to work for eight hours like I used to, but I can escape to the gym for two hours. Mm -hmm. So I would just go to the gym for two hours every, every day. And I would just hit the bag, meditate, think about everything, you know? Um, Yeah. And that's just when I was really into all of that, you know? Um, And so, you know, there's the gym has, you know, Muhammad Ali documentaries playing in the background all the time. And so... So whenever I was like making that song, I was like just picturing like like what do I think about when I'm punching the bag, you know? Um, yeah, and so that was uh, that was how that the the title came about, the the rap came about, like all all of that. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, Muay Thai is fucking legit, man. Because it's not like uh, jujitsu or any of the like a lot of the other ones are are more. Um, active on on uh, self-defense and like teaching mm. like more grappling techniques but muay thai is like if you actually really want to know how to like beat a bitch's ass like striking <laughs> and shit like that's that's the that's the wow um not to uh go down a long martial arts uh rabbit let's hole, do but, it uh um so you are yeah so i mean Right, obviously, according to what you said, it, it sounds mm-hmm. like you were specifically looking for something that was like very fucking combative. Because yeah. there's something a little like uh, the, um, from what I know about jujitsu, um, there it's more like um, you're you're more learning like with each other, and like there's it's like a very, um, I mean there's a there's a very solid community in all forms of of martial arts, but um, uh, there's uh, with with the ones that are more um, obviously there's probably moments of intensity where it's different when one is a little bit more active and like striking and like hurting the the person that like you're you're going up to and more so like um, how much how do I say there's a difference between fighting a person. Mm-hmm. With the intent of like just dismantling them, and yeah. then like like fighting a person with the intent of disengaging, mm. like like just trying to like stop them, and um, how I've always wondered in Muay Thai gyms, like how far can you take it? Obviously, you can't go to the point where you're actually kicking each other's ass. So yeah, there's no elbows or anything like that. Yeah. Um, knees are kept to a minimum, but uh, I mean it's it's like. I guess like gentlemen's rules is like don't yeah. try to knock me out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're practicing um, while sparring. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's kind of like as hard as you hit me, I'm gonna hit you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like uh, you know, just like you know, watch yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's very the the thing about gyms that I really like fighting gyms that I really love is like like there is like real camaraderie like it's like your gym buddy except times four because like you guys are like doing blows you know what i'm saying and then like at the end of the rounds you're like hey that was great like good fight you should work on you know blocking this you know hook you know and like you um so like you're 
there are very few relationships where you physically fight <laughs> and afterwards you have like a great conversation and you're like laughing, you know what I'm saying? So like, like it's different. And, um, that is something about fighting gyms that I really do, uh, love. Um, but yeah, in particular, especially when it comes to sparring, just like, just realize as hard as you hit me, I'm going to hit you. And, and just be cool, you know, yeah. like be, and be friends with everyone because, yeah. There are like some killers yeah. at the gym, like like killers. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's like you you don't want to be tussling with them for real. Yeah. <laughs> no, especially um, especially out here. Um, I mean, you know, MMA and, and martial arts in general, it's 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 big everywhere now. But um, from the stuff that I've seen in in LA, yeah. it seems to be on like another level out here it's very popular yeah yeah yeah. um and you know i don't get that vibe from uh i don't get that the that vibe of like underneath it all it is like respect and love from i I don't get that vibe from mma stuff yeah Um, like from the from the traditional martial arts um stuff muay thai jujitsu etc i get that but um i don't know too many people that um like they uh that are more into to MMA. Maybe I'm just going off of like the, uh-huh. the professional sport, but I don't get that vibe that like underneath it all, it's like respect and, mm. you know? Well, I mean, I don't think so. So I don't, um, I don't know too much about like MMA as a whole, but from what I do know, like it's mostly disrespect because at mm. the end of the day, the people are trying to like sell their card, right. you know? So like, what's going to make people watch this if they hate me? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they want me to lose or if they love me because they want me to win, you know? So it's very, uh, yeah, like all the weigh-ins and stuff and like people are like slapping each other and stuff. I think that's all just drama to like, you know, sell the fight. Um, So no, I don't think that like respect is the basis of, especially, I mean, new age fighting for sure. And like televised anything, I think it's all dollars, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's more, yeah, dollars. Dollars over respect nowadays, yeah. for sure, is yeah. what everyone's doing. Man, this is cool as fuck. I would have never known the detail as to, like, why the the track is, like, like called um, Ali in terms mm-hmm. of, like, you have these, like, real-ass experiences that, like, go into, I mean, all these tracks that we've, you know, discussed so far, but it's just, it's just cool that you trained at a gym that mm-hmm. had a bunch of, Ali documentaries just playing in the background yeah. and like that for that to be inspiration. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, Thanks, dude. Yeah, and and uh, remind me um, the the name of, of track four. Jungle Talk. Jungle Talk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What talk, talk about that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of Kanye. Um, his album Yeezus. I was listening to the first track, which is called On Sight. Yeah. Um, which is like these like robotic sounds, it's dun, 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 dun. and I was just like listening. I was like, "This is like, it's fucking dope. Like, how did he, how did he like do this? It's so like experimental. Like, how did he get this sound?" And um, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm listening to Kanye. He has the song like "I Am a God." He has the song. I mean, he, um, just, just Jesus. I was like on. I went through like a week long. I'm only listening to Jesus, you know. And so I was just listening to him just. Um, just absorbing uh, all of it. And I remember I got that first little, 
I, I do. So I use this uh, program called Splice mm. um, a lot for my producing. And it has a whole bunch of like sounds and loops and things like that. And I found this one sound that was just like, um, it, it was just one note. It was just boom. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. I was just like trying to make a little like pattern out of it. And then like as I was doing this, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like on It reminds me of on site a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let me like talk my shit. You know, like I'm angry. I'm like going through it. I'm yeah, trying to get out of, yeah. you know, I, I think that I'm like everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. You know, I think I'm a, the king, the best at everything. And yeah. I also think I'm a piece of shit. So, yeah. um, so I was like, let me just, uh, let me just say what is on my mind right now, yeah. you know? And so I, I just go full, like just gorilla mode, like, 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 it like jungle talk, like no PC, no anything. That's yeah. like, I say so many horrible things, yeah. you know, and um, and and it's and I don't care, yeah. um, you know, it like it like I don't care, you know, um, and so it's just me, like, lo- I, I'm just losing my, you know. Okay, we all know that PC culture is like good overall because mm-hmm. it makes everyone feel loved yeah. and you know inclusive, annoying. but also it's annoying as fuck and like <laughs> shut the fuck up sometimes, so. <laughs> So, like, like jungle talk is my like. I'm gonna say some horrible shit, and you're gonna yeah. listen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and then I'm also like all the horrible shit that I say. I'm talking to myself, so it's like you know who's gonna say anything? Um, and so I just you know it's just me in the mirror, just saying out loud all the things that I say in my head, and. It makes me go fucking crazy, and I just want to wild out. Yeah, which is why at the end of it, I'm just like, let's go, yeah. and it's fucking Travis Scott concert yeah. time, baby. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. and so, <laughs> oh, and you know, so, it's funny. I laugh at that because it's actually, I mean, both are true. Rest in peace to the actual victims, and then, unfortunately, possibly, I don't, I don't, man. His PR people, if this man rebounds from this, I am personally writing a letter to uh, his PR people. I mean, like how. What sorcery did you yeah. like do to like? If this man comes back from that, I think he could come back from it for sure. Because because at the end of the day, it wasn't him that literally like killed these people yeah. and told everyone yeah. to break the barricades down and come. Yeah. Of course, he incites like riots in his music and things like that. Yeah. But also, he didn't say. Do that. Yeah, I think he'll be if he just is quiet for a while. Yeah. He'll he'll be all right. You know, you know why I'm I don't know why is because I I agree. Like he's literally not. Um, it is still depending on what videos you watch. Mm-hmm. It's this you know level of like oh well he did uh, say something but not enough and it's this like kind of blurry thing. Well, not blurry in the sense that most people have you know made up their minds saying like he is. Um, uh, responsible for it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, and I think you can say this as well, that um, there is something. It is hard to explain when you are on stage. Your normal senses and just your normal way of doing things as a person is just not quite there. It is hard. It's hard to explain because I, I like watching people. Um, that are not, that have never really performed. Or like the last time they did it, we were like in fifth fucking grade choir or something. And, mm-hmm, and they, mm-hmm. they don't know what it is like to put on a show. Not defending, I'm not defending an artist watching someone die and going like, oh yeah, fuck all that. Yeah. That's not what I'm defending. What, yeah. what I'm saying right now is that 
Um, and I don't know if this is the case with Travis, but watching all those videos, I was like, damn, like, oof, I've, I've been a part of shows where I'm not sure if anyone on the stages that I have been like the level of focus that you have when you're on stage and the level of coordination that people don't see that like, like it's a, it's a different beast. And, And that's why I was not surprised that the the way that artists were commenting on it versus fans was very, very different. Because I think whatever's informing that opinion is going to largely affect, um, you know, like like what you feel about it. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's a whole other yeah. fucking thing. I think the, 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 the sum of what I'm saying is that it's a very, very complex issue. And something that, it, for him, that is not... Um, where I can understand people um, in terms of making up their mind is uh, him in his past concerts definitely encouraging yeah. uh, belligerent behavior to whatever degree. Um, and but yeah, anyway, sorry not to because I know you were just kind of yeah. making up. Well, no, if that's comment. true, if that's true, then that's that's no good. Um, but I I will say just for myself. Like the biggest show I've ever done was in front of a hundred people. Yeah. And when I was on stage in front of a hundred people, I could not tell you what the audience was doing. That was a hundred yeah. people. Yeah. If I had ten thousand people in a yeah. field, there is no way that I'm gonna be like, hey, is that person over there okay? Like yeah. there's literally no way that yeah. I would like know that. So I just I'm 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 just very like I'm just very like ease. It's the artist show, but it's not yeah. his show. He's not in charge of it. He, it's security, the yeah. event planners, the show people. Like, there's so many people. Every the only it's just he has a face. Yeah, that's the only reason is because he has a face. So they're yeah. like, oh, face, you did yeah. it. You know, yeah, and and death to someone, something has to answer for death. Exactly. And, and if you are, if you are anywhere near, or if you are anywhere around death it doesn't matter how innocent you are like someone near any death has some fucking explaining to do um that that's just how it is because i'm even fucking drake sure. got dragged into the lawsuit he was there for a fucking song like like yeah a song or two maybe two but even he's um apparently getting sued for four billion exactly and how does that box. make sense what did drake do you know what i'm saying sense. yeah so Man, that God, I could. There could be a whole part one yeah. into it. It was a tragedy, <laughs> yeah. and things need to be changed. But we also need to be like, okay, at the end of the day, did those people break that fucking fence yeah. in and rush in, yeah. or did someone else do yeah. it? You know, like yeah. let's take a little bit of accountability for what we did as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. So it's terrible, but yeah, at it, nothing is a hundred percent. Yeah, no one's a hundred percent in the yeah. wrong. You know, and, and and it does sound like um, uh, it does sound like like the the actual physical cause of people being trampled was crowds surging, um, and that that just happens. That's yeah. really fucked up to say. I think what I was very um uh like hearing that like a nine year old died and like underage people uh died and and just going like 
and then also just like I'm I'm still curious to know like what on floor security was doing. Like if if you're yeah. not watching what's going on actively, then like what are you doing? Like if you're like are you literally just there staring at Travis, making sure he's okay? Yeah. Because like what if you're seeing like a bunch of people all run towards like the front of the stage and seeing like people get trampled over, like what are it, it man it, again it, i i mean think about like okay think about like a, a walmart on black friday there's like yeah. f- six security guards right? right but we're all trampling each other at the front yeah. the front door what are those security guards going to do yeah yeah Th- there's hundreds of people rushing the doors yeah. you know like at a certain point it's like there's there's nothing we could do hey yeah. you guys could possibly not rush and possibly kill people but you chose to do that and now there are consequences and now we need to like and now everyone's like well who whose fault was it probably the people who broke down the fucking fence and ran in you know what i'm saying but it is what it is yeah (laughs) people are going to think how they think and it's a it's a it's a really fucked up situation and um yeah, it's just fucked up that it's like people so young, you yeah. know. And at the same time, it makes sense because only super young people would do shit like that. Would yeah. just fucking stand on top of ambulance trucks, and that, that's that's For not sure. happening at fucking Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. But um, anyway, I mean, we 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 got into the Travis Scott thing because uh, <laughs> because yeah, at the end of Jungle yeah, Talk, yeah, I said go wild. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But God, it's, um, it's it's hard to like hear one. the name Travis Scott and for your mouth to be in front of a microphone and like not want to fucking go off about that. But yeah. um, yeah, just not sure who to pin the blame on that one. But fuck it, Mo- moving on. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, track five, which I'd, I'd mentioned right off the jump. Finish the job. Um, damn. That, that. Do you mind if I take another one? Huh? How dare yeah. right. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Um, He's got a big-ass uh, bottle of uh, Hemador tequila. Yeah. So This thing has, like, has, this, it's a, I've been sitting on that bottle for a long time. It's yeah. a massive <laughs> bottle. Massive bottle. This shit is, like, came with the fucking Big Bang Theory. And, yeah. <laughs> and now it's nearing its end. <laughs> But, um, yeah, bro, I mean, again, that that is, um, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. I think you, this is from my ears, my opinion, I think something about how mature you sound on that song. And I mean, my mature, like, as an artist, there's, I, I don't know what it is about that song, but, like... Man, for for me, that that's the one where I'm just like, oh wow, yeah, fuck, that that song sounds like you've been doing this for twenty years. That's so interesting. I mean, first off, thank you, but um, it's so interesting to hear you say that because there are so I played um the album for like, I mean, uh, over a dozen people, you know. Um, well, shoot, you were at my birthday party, yeah. but besides that, I've had like private settings with people. Um, to and it's funny the um, there are. Everyone has a different favorite song, but mostly for the girls, it's one song, and mm-hmm. for the guys, it's this song. Wow. And for some reason, guys really love this song. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, it, it confused me for a while, but then I think about it, and it's like, well, okay, me as a guy talking to my other guy friend, yeah. saying, hey, fuck you for all this, and hey, we, got, we got real drama, yeah. like, what are you talking about? And in the end, I'm asking him for help. Yeah. 
and I'm thinking maybe like maybe that could be why, but I do wonder. But this is for a lot of guys like yeah. their favorite song, so I'm I'm just wondering what yeah what, what yeah, about it, it exactly? It's you know, because it's for me the lyrical content of it is it's part of it. Like something that you did on that track, I was just like. Um, when you uh, uh, modulated the the sample, yeah, um, and not only did you do it for like effect, but it was actually musically useful. It actually changed the color and tone of the song when you did that for like the purpose you were going for. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wow, like you're. It was the the combination of your flow and the awareness that I was getting from the production. In person, I'm also just a fucking sucker for samples and and it. like <laughs> like like looping vocal stuff that just works yeah. really really well. But you just sounded very very comfortable on that track. Not that it, you, you know it's like um um. You ever been at a table full of really good food, but there's still one thing that's like your favorite? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it, that, <laughs> there's just something about that track that, yeah, I, I don't even think lyrical content for me is a, is a top three reason why. But there, you, what you're doing with the production there and how you're. Um, in my head, when a, when an artist uh, and I can't provide this visualization for people listening, when an mm -hmm. artist and a and a beat and a flow and what they're saying is all working really well, it's like um, it's like uh, you ever seen those uh, um, uh, videos of like electronic cars that are like um, like the road just has electronic cars and they're all perfectly like driving and avoiding hitting each oh, other for and sure. shit and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, like, when an artist is just, when everything in a song from top to bottom is just so aware of each other, that's, like, what's going on in my head. Just this perfect synchronization of everything. And that track, for me, does that. I, I don't... Thanks, dude. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I, well, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, no, I, I appreciate that. There, um, there's, I mean... Th that's definitely one of the tracks. I mean, at, to be honest, at the end of the day, that's a love letter to my friend. You yeah. know, like I like I lost someone. You know, yeah. um, and so it's like it, it's to him. You yeah. know, sorry. Yeah. Um, and also, we got history, dude. And I'm going through some shit, so help. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, it's just uh, it's me venting a little bit, and then it's me doing exactly what I did in the text message, yeah. which was say, hey, I'm going through some shit. Help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, I just, you know, the the last half, whenever it gets, like, dark, you know, yeah. I do, you know, switch the tone up, um, and that is, of course, on purpose, um, but I, uh, yeah, it was just time to, I feel like the, the first part of the song was, like, a song, mm -hmm. and then I just wanted to get some shit off my chest yeah. <laughs> at the end, yeah. so I just, like, got some shit off my chest at the yeah. end, you no, know? That, that's the classic um, outro. You know, yeah. um, uh, trying to think of, uh, I mean, the best outro artist, um, and people who listen to my podcast, I know <laughs> it's another moment of me praising Drake. Ah, but, oh, which one? <laughs> uh, no, well, no, Drake, Drake, when Drake just like says what's on his mind at the end of a song, and a lot of times it's not even like a verse, it's like a, it's, 
it's still somehow like vocal, but it's not. It's not. It's no, like you can tell it's no longer a song that yeah. this person is fucking saying something. He's the king of that shit. I think Diamond mm-hmm. Diamond's dancing off of uh, "What a Time to Be Alive" mm-hmm. is a perfect example of that shit. Where it's like, wow, there, there's just certain things that you can't really convey the seriousness of if you just keep it as like a sing-songy type of yeah. thing. Like you just have to have a moment where like like clear the floor. I'm, yeah, I got something to say. And you definitely that. did that on that track, man. Well, thanks, dude. Um, I'd never yeah. thought of it like that. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and especially in a it's probably easiest when you like you are on that track directly talking to someone because mm. like wow like let me like almost like a cut the music type of moment let me yeah. just speak to you um great fucking track but, thanks dude yeah <laughs> um and uh rhyme with uh track sixes uh hurt hurt right yeah yeah okay so um and what's the uh uh how how does the hook go on that um i don't want a life like that and I don't want to live like this. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to hold me back. Um, yeah, say, uh, uh, I just want to heal myself, yeah. but you don't want to be my help. Yeah. Don't want to end up like Cobain, so I got to wish you yes. well. That's what it is. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and then I say Bourdain on the second one. Um, don't want to end up like Bourdain, so I got to wish you well. Um, yeah, that's me getting out of the, the friendship thing and into the relationship mm-hmm. thing. Um. Interesting because your origin, and I think, I, I, man, I, I, you love this shit so much. I, I think you happened to have discovered it through, um, uh, you know, um, a, a girl. And mm-hmm. but I, I think you would have discovered it at some point, even if it wasn't for that, because hmm. you, you clearly have a, a deep relationship with music, um, and. Um, what what is it? What is it? Being that your origin is so deeply connected to relationships, what is the highs and the lows? What is it about that that, at least to me, listening to your music seems to unlock things in you, like both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that's like a massive question, um, but. You're asking like, like, what is it that unlocks yeah, it? Maybe? Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, it's just my, um, in real life, I'm not that very good at communicating how I feel like, mm-hmm. um, in the moment. Um, especially whenever I'm just talking, mm-hmm. like if I'm talking, Jesus, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but if I'm able to like take my time and like, like write things out and like, Hey, this is like really how I feel. Um, then it just, I'm better at communicating how I feel whenever I can write it. So the thing that that music gives me that I, you know, fell in love with is that I am able to do that. I'm able to communicate it better. Um, it's easier for me to put it in a song and tell you to listen to it than it is for me to look you in your eyes and say, this is how I feel, you know? Um, yeah, and I, that's just, that's what it, uh, music literally just helps me be able to say, what is on my mind because I'm too afraid to say it yeah. in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that, man. Wow. Um, yeah. I, it, it's, uh, um, I think, um, 
one thing that is very, amongst other things, very refreshing, refreshing listening to you. I mean, Jesus Christ, especially because I I don't know why, you know, you know what, whoever I'm listening to heavy, I'm always listening to like a lot of people at the same time, a lot of genres. Uh There's always someone that like on a pie chart, like if everyone had 1%, there's always going to be someone who has like two. (laughs) And lately for me, it's been future. I don't know why, because (laughs) I don't fucking know why. And perhaps I'm like, you are a breath of fresh air, especially because of like the, the shit I've been listening to recently but um I, like i shit you not gustav Mahler and future have been like my two top artists i've been listening yeah. to i actually don't know who gustav oh, he, he's is. a he's a uh a, a, a 20th century composer uh well 19th and and oh um, shit okay yeah yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah like, i thought like, he's like a rapper so i was like, like gustav yeah, okay no, or, orchestra. Okay. no no it's not just some like edgy 20, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i got you okay <laughs> 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 no, but, um, but you said, oh, his name is Gustav. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, some like badass Russian rapper. No, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he like he writes symphonies and uh-huh. um, uh, and then and future for something like the past like week or so. Just been those guys heavy, and then like the last two days, Paramore. Don't know. Why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, God, Rose Colored Boy is mm-hmm. an incredible track. Incredible track. I, I, I had that on repeat today for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It was on their, their 2018 or 17 album. Uh, may, I, dude, because I'm kind of going in random direction yeah. right now. Paramore, Paramore's really, really good songs are like every every artist has like their really, really good songs. Their really, really good songs are some of the best songs I've just like heard in general. Damn. Like that's not even. Yeah. Their their genre per se, like the the kind of pump, pop, funk, punk thing that they have going on, isn't even like my uh, biggest cup of tea. But dude, today I just like reminded myself how great they were. Anyway, back to future, (laughs) and then back to you. Um, You seem to um, listening to. I was like, oh my god, there's a rapper taking accountability for things that nah. went on in their relationship holy shit because <laughs> um, I, I love Drake fucking love Drake but dude you would think Drake is like the fucking like a saint from heaven and like yeah. the man has done no yeah. wrong and it really is refreshing to 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 uh, have you have you always have you always written your your music with that sense of accountability no okay no yeah no, nah, I uh, no, I just realized that over the past year and a half that I yeah. need to start being a little bit more accountable with yeah. the shit that I do wrong. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you don't have you don't have a lot of examples to go off. Of. <laughs> There's a lot of bars that are kind of in that "fuck you, bitch" tone. There, <laughs> there are not that many bars. Bar. I'm think of, um, nope, not no. Uh, I thought of Kanye's Heartless, which is the total opposite of accountability. Mm. Um, <laughs> people people make great songs when they're angry at a person, so I don't yeah. blame them. But um, yeah, no, nah, man, it's it's it's. I think be, because and you know and you know what taking account uh, what taking accountability, especially in um, 
just in general, especially in music, it's so powerful because it makes it makes the balance so much more believable. Like when yeah. you say, like, I am guilty of this and you are guilty of this, from a listening perspective, it, it makes it so much more believable of like, oh, both of these people aren't perfect. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's interesting though. Um and, and I guess I mean this is kind of a, a question for the, the the album as a whole, um, but uh, not not just uh, uh, hurt, but mm-hmm. like um, it seems like you would not. And correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you would not have been able to make this album um, had it not been for the therapy you've been going to. Yeah, um, it's true. And I would also say I wouldn't have been able to make this album if everything didn't happen. Right. Like like my friend, my girlfriend, the therapy, my childhood, because like, cause that's what it's all about, you know? So I feel like um, I do hear you and I agree. Like it wouldn't be the same without any, like if, if anything was missing, it would be different, you know? Um, because whatever that song was, it would be a different song mm-hmm. and it may not be the song that it was you know um so um yeah in some uh different universe there's a different album out there but um no for this one I, I just talked about the and and my biggest thing is like the whole album is 30 minutes flat I, I wanted to keep this tight like yeah. like I I know what is affecting me right now today as we speak yeah. and I want you to know about it so um yeah I was just trying to stay on topic and you know talk about what's going on you know yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but therapy definitely helped, yeah. you know, it definitely helped. Yeah, no, you're, and I, I, I love that you, you know, clarified that, like, it's, it's the combination of both the experiences that happen, plus the therapy, giving, putting you in the right mindset to, like, reflect on those yeah. experiences. Um, yeah, can't have one without the other, uh, and, man, that's just, it's, um, Yeah, man, you you you've really. I know we're not we're we're not done. We've got uh, yeah. three more to to talk about. But you know, you've not only did your lyrical content go up uh, another level in comparison to the previous projects, but you're. I also noticed, and I, th- this jumped out to me immediately when we were listening to it at your birthday party. Um, your uh, your hook writing. Mm-hmm. went up a hundred Yeah, levels. I will say thank you so much for that because yeah. uh, hooks have always intimidated me. <laughs> yeah, no, your, your, your hook, like, I was like, huh. You, and, you, and you gave the hooks, like, the proper space and your, your the, 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 you know, what we would call in the orchestra crescendos and yeah. day crescendo. Like, you, 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 production stuff and lyrical you you gave such good um um uh indicators that like we're going into this and we're exiting this and like you you but but of course it's still being smooth um but yeah no you're you're um that that was a a big thing that that stuck out to me is not only your comfort on the production but your your hook writing too i was like oh man like and you also sound really confident in just like your 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 
I feel like you're, you got so much closer to establishing your balance of uh, throwing in the singing, you know, into everything. And like, you seemed in comparison to other things where like when you, from your prior projects, when I heard you sing, um, uh, the, the few times that you did, it sounded as if like, it's like, okay, this is a section it will happen. And like, now it's like not happening. Mm-hmm. And like where it seems so much more fluid from like, the yeah. rapping, the singing this time, um, which is, I, you know, and for people listening, I, I keep using that word comfort because I believe that that is what a lot of this is about as an artist is like the more comfortable you get in the studio on the track on the beats like i'm not i'm not sure if your your best can come when you are uncomfortable so like i mean we could be we could talk about like the very technical terms you know that's going on musically but i think like a lot of that is coming from and and, you know correct me if i'm wrong but did you feel musically speaking did you feel more comfortable executing these songs um so mm-hmm. I know the that's a very interesting heavy. question um yeah the thing i mean it was incredibly uncomfortable to make it right um and what's what's also interesting is like so much of this album um there's probably a good 40% of this album that what you're hearing the verses that was my like demo take that was my first take mm. um so like i guess for other people who don't understand what that means is like you, you you take it over and over again and take 14 is the one and you're like I'll go with this but for this one I was just so I was going, I was just going through it while making the songs. So I was recording while I was producing, you know, things like that. And so just, uh, I feel like I was comfortable. And the reason I was comfortable was because I didn't know that those takes, I was going to use those for real. Mm. That's the only reason I was comfortable is because I wasn't thinking that was going to happen. But then once, the album was coming together and I was like, should I like redo these verses? Should I like, what should I do? You know? And then I even tried it and I was like, no, it's, it's, it just, it doesn't even feel the same. So I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so like so much of that is like, it shouldn't even be there to be honest with you. Um, and so to answer your question, yes, I was comfortable, but I was under the false pretense that I was going to be able, I was going to have another chance to redo this, which means I wasn't overthinking everything, which means I was just doing it. Interesting. So maybe that's a lesson unto itself. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to happen how it happened, you know? That's, that is so interesting because, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it was in your tone or maybe your inflections. And I'm, I'm so glad you explained it because I was like, man, why? Because obviously what you're, you're speaking about has to be delivered in a way that is very much you in order for it to feel real. 
But, I mean, just because it has to doesn't mean it's going to be. And it's the fact that it was delivered in a very raw, um, authentic way. I was like, man, this is... Um, this is great in the, in the sense that like your your actual voice and intention behind what you're saying matches the 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 lyrical content. Not only that, and I, I I think what you're you just commented on that's um, every artist kind of knows is that um, um, it's very hard to increase that polishing to your work and to not decrease authenticity. It's really fucking hard because the more takes that you do and the more, oh, let me just correct this, correct this, really hard to maintain that vibe yeah. that comes from that, like, first, you know, um, uh, uh, take of anything. So, you know, it, it's... But that that is so interesting. The fact that you just didn't... You, it, it, it's, it's really not even supposed to be there, those yeah. first takes. That's hilarious in a way. Like, yeah. But, I mean, shit, thank God they are, man. Um, no, for real. Yeah. And, and if it was any other project, I wouldn't have done that. I would have, like, redone it a good 14 more times, you yeah. know, just to make sure it was perfect. So um, I think I learned something in that as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, uh, uh, remind me, again, what the the uh, the uh, title of track seven is. Oh, it is We Fell. We Fell. Fell right. in love in California. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of uh, uh, like indirectly just, I mean, talked about that in terms of you moving here to mm -hmm. California. Of course, uh, you had your friend, and then of course he, he found his um, his girl, and then you found your girl mm -hmm. at some point. Um, I, I'm I'm guessing that's like what it's largely uh, you finding your girl, finding her, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 to me, it, it, the the song seems um, <laughs> not to, to minimize it seems pretty clear, like like what it's uh, what it's um, uh, about. Uh, and can you uh, uh, say the the whole hook again? Yes, um, yeah. we fell in love in California. Mm -hmm. I told you that you were my only one, and I would do anything for you. But all you want to do is go and run. Now I'm sitting in this fucking corner. I know that I'll never be sober because you left me without a warning. Mm. And all I feel is hurt all over. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the chorus. Yeah. And, and why? Because you saying that you're not great at communication and then very clearly now communicating how you're feeling but like you said through music a lot of times um I, i'm i'm just fascinated by that just because like you clearly know what to say because i feel i just feel like if you said that to a hmm. person they'd be like oh yeah i get that but but I, I guess like a lot of artists something about having a beat under that is just makes it makes it a a, a lot easier but i remember hearing those lyrics and obviously you're you're de delivering it to a person and just going like well shit doesn't get better than that in terms mm. of like if you're actually saying it to that person in that moment like just you know communicating um to them is a lot of the stuff that comments on your relationship is this stuff that you feel in retrospect you wish you said at that time or is this stuff that you're you're really saying now it's both um there are songs where i'm saying things that i wish i said um <clears throat> this song in particular is me 
after the fact saying, you know, this is how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This one in particular is just me being sad that I found something beautiful and I somehow managed to ruin it. And that's just, and then I just explain how that happened, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, so finish the job is the song that most guys like, and we fell is the one that, mm-hmm. uh, most women like. And, um, and I find it, it it's so, it's, it, it's, it's, it's so weird to me because, um, you know, of course, like art is subjective and like you listen to it and you take it how you feel. Um, but I feel like just because it's such like a uh, like a, a, a poppy vibe or something, you know, like so many people just want to like be happy and like dance to it a little bit. But um, to me, like that is the saddest song on the album. Wow. Like it like it's it's the saddest song. Um, like truly, I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm talking about something beautiful that was like destroyed yeah um and so like that is the hardest song like like it, it chokes me up just like like thinking about yeah. the song you know and so it's just very it's very interesting to see that like so many people are like bopping to it yeah. you know and yeah. like um yeah and uh but no that that one like i was just trying to make something uh I was really just trying to make something like pretty, you know, like because like at the you know we were we were very pretty whenever we were like going strong, you know, like it, it was beautiful. Um, and so like the grand, like the chorus when the piano comes in, like just you know and it's all grandiose and all that. And um, um, you know, I'm just really saying like we had something beautiful and like we fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's like for me, that's a very sad song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. And I'm guessing a, a, a lot of, I mean, all these people um, uh, know who you, or know who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, I know in in your, uh, uh, I believe it's track eight. I mean, I guess that's a nice Shame. segue yep. to that. Yeah, but track eight, you, um, um, it's either eight or nine, and where you you literally like tell your family like. Uh, I gotta play this for you <laughs> before it comes out at yeah. some point. Hey, and, shame. Yep. Yeah, and and is is for everyone else? Um, are are all the other people that are uh, that's like in, in this album? I'm guessing will they hear it for the the first time, or if they hear it? Um, the only person who hasn't heard this, uh, who the only people who haven't heard this that are in the album is um. Uh, my ex homie and my ex. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then my ex, I actually tried to like play this for her, um, mm-hmm. and she wasn't having it. Uh, so okay. yeah. it's it'll be a surprise, I guess. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So she's never heard the song. Yeah. She hasn't heard "We Fell." She hasn't heard "Shame," which yeah. is what I would really love for her to hear. Um, and um, yeah. 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 So yeah, hasn't hasn't heard it. But my, I mean, my entire family has heard it. So everyone's heard. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah, all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it 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 seemed as you know as the album went on, um, you definitely. I, I thought the way that you explained the very specifics 
with um, um, like uh, how um, your sister helped you out in, yeah. in, in certain ways and, and kind of explaining the complexities. I mean, like most of us have a, a love-hate relationship um, uh, with our parents. Um, Do you have, were there, do you have writing days where like you, you, you wake up and you know that the day is going to be focused on like a, a specific topic or is all this just like coming to you when you're ready to write it? No, um, my, uh, I'm, I'm very, I can't concentrate on anything mm. at one, like not just one thing, um. And that's because I have just a bunch of like thoughts going on in my mind and um, conversations with myself. Um, so like even as we're speaking, I'm also speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, mostly what I do is I just start to um, think about what I want to talk about. Mm. And then my mind will be like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Um, and uh I mean, especially whenever it comes to like sad things, um, I'm just able to like quickly know 18 reasons why I should be sad, um, and so that's how it is um, for me whenever I'm writing. Um, and I can't even like stay on one song at a time. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm uh, writing about this, so let me do this song. Oh, and I have this thought about this song, so let me switch back to this song yeah. and make sure I get this right. Um, that's just how it is for me and I don't like it, <laughs> but it's how it is for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, shame is, uh, shame is the eighth, um, second to last is the climax of the album. And it is the song that made the album, the album, mm. um, before shame, I thought that I was just like venting, mm. um, and I didn't think that anything would be released. Like I, I had made Trauma, you know, um, I'd made that song and I hadn't even like finished it because I was like, it's just, it's just me, yeah. you know, crying about some shit. Um, and, but uh, I was, I, I have a lot of like sad nights and one night I was having a very sad night. Um and sometimes I play like scary games with myself. Uh, I don't advise it, but <laughs> I was um, I was very low, and I was like, "What would uh, if I made a suicide note? What would it look like?" Mm. And I had this beat on that I was that I had made. I was like working on this beat, and then like all of a sudden, I was just like, "Hey, I'm a king. I'm a god. I'm a fucking piece of shit." Yeah. And I was just like. Okay. Um, let me write a suicide note. <laughs> yeah. And so I did. And if I wrote a suicide note, that's what it would be. I would, um, I thought back on the night that I regret the most, which is the night that I tried to bring up my past trauma with my parents and um, they gaslit me. They acted like they didn't know what was going on. They didn't, they acted like, why am I still upset? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I thought, you know, um, I was like 27 at the time. So 27 years of me like holding this shit in and I finally tell you about it and you tell me it's not that big a deal. Um, I went off. I exploded, exploded on everyone. My whole family was there. 
my ex was there, nightmare. Um, it went off on everyone, in my dad's face, about to knock his ass out. For the first time in my life, I was in my dad's face and I knew that he couldn't do anything. Mm. I knew that I was in control, yeah. which was terrifying. Yeah. That was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so scary. Uh, but yeah, that whole night, worst night. And so, of course, I'm just talking about the worst night of my life. And I'm apologizing to all the people who were a part of it, which was everyone. Um, yeah. And so like that, that song, the, the, the reason that song was made was because I was just having a little dark exercise with myself, um, tiptoe on the ledge. And then whenever I made the song, I was like, okay, Chris, think about this logically. <laughs> Cause I was still like playing the, I was playing the dark game in my mind. And I was like, if you release this song and you died, everyone would be like, what? How did you, how did you get to this point? Yeah. Like how, how what? Um, like, the, like this came out of nowhere. Um, so like you, you, you can't just, you can't just do that. Mm -hmm. So you need to like, how, how did you get to this point, Chris? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And that's literally how the album became an album. It was because that song. And I was like, how do I explain to you how I got to this point? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how the song was made and that's how the album started because of that song. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, dude, I, as, as an artist myself, um, I really have to commend you for... There's, there's making art and then there's the business of making art and the fact that you are, you know, like you mentioned earlier um, of we fell, how, you know, something so deeply personal can be reduced for a listener to just something they like bop their head to, if, you know, maybe they're on the way to work or something or whatever. And, and for you to translate your deepest experiences into good content for a person that like does not know you and, and for people listening I, I don't know what like equivalent in our everyday lives um i'm not sure if there's like a non-artist analogy for that but I, I can promise you, if you've never made music, it is incredibly fucking difficult to make years worth of experiences, put it into a two to three or four minute track and somehow have someone who's never met you uh, enjoy it, relate to it a little bit, whatever. And man, I mean, the reason why I wanted to do this not only with you but in general like breaking down these tracks is because how else do we how how else does someone like yourself communicate with someone that like this thing you're dige digesting in three minutes 20 something yeah. plus years yeah you know it, it, it's it's 
Anyway, man, I, I commend you on not only expressing it through your art, but finding a way to make it good content. That, like that, though, that's both are very fucking difficult. Yeah. You know, so thank you. Hats off to you for that. Um, I know we're, you know, we got one more track left to, to, to talk about, but um, I just want to make sure it's still uh, recording. Yeah. But, um, dude, I, yeah. And like, I, I, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the things that we we talk about, I hear clearly in your music, and you're get you're you're doing your your very best to communicate everything. But um, yeah, three four minutes, it, it's not, you know, it, it's 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 just it's not for any artist. I don't give a fuck how great of a writer you are. You're not gonna like show all the details from. You know all those things so you know for me and i'm sure for for people that enjoy your music it's gonna be great for them to listen to this um anyway i hope so i hope they like it yeah man <laughs> um and and onward to our our final track maker um yeah track number nine and, and you start this off uh uh speaking right is that how you started off so um no i end I speaking uh the last one with speaking okay. um and yeah, um, I say uh, the hardest thing I've ever had to do um, was learn to well, forgive my parents. I forgave my parents. They did their best. I forgave my friends, my past friends and lovers. I made mistakes too. Um, but the hardest thing of all of this was to learn to forgive myself. Mm. Um, and then I say, take this as a cautionary tale. I pray that you make better decisions than I did. Mm. And please be kind to one another because we're all healing from something. Um, and then we go into Maker. Um, and my my reason for the model, I mean, to be honest, like, Shame is like the last song. You know, Maker's like the epilogue. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we've been building up to this point. And then I realized, you know, at that point, you know, gun to my head, don't pull the trigger. Why? It's because... We're just going to forgive everyone. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to forgive what happened. It wasn't their fault. Your parents are dealing with shit, too. They're trying shit, too. We're dealing with, you know, friends and exes. They're doing shit, too. You know, you're not perfect. And then you got to forgive yourself because yeah. you you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's also a way to, like, cool everybody off because I just screamed you can never hate me more than I hate myself for like a minute straight. So we need everyone to like settle, settle back down. Um, and then, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, go into Maker where it's, you know, a smooth beat. The first thing you hear is Jay Lacan's amazing voice um, hitting a little note. Uh, and yeah, and then I just talk about how, um, you know, the first thing I say is I'm in a vault. I hide in the dark. I'm trying to get out. I'm picking the lock. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of my mind and let you guys know what's going on without having to use a song all the time. Um, and, yeah, and then I just continue to talk about my life. I talk about a lot about my life. I talk about my upbringing. And, you know, I had siblings, but it was better for them because they're younger. Um, I talk about my relationship with God, which is still iffy. Um yeah, and it's it's I I wanted to put a bow on it 
And the reason is because like, it's not just for you as a listener, but it's because like, I do feel in my life optimistic, Mm -hmm. but also I'm still here Mm. and I'm still, I'm still in the same, I'm still in the same place. I'm not healed. I'm not better. Everything isn't behind me. Just because I wrote this doesn't mean I'm over it. I just told you how I feel. It Mm -hmm. doesn't make it better all of a sudden. Um, And I'm just saying, you know, like at the end of the day, however shitty it gets, I'm still here. I'm still going through it. And I choose life, Mm -hmm. Um, which is it was very important for me that the last thing that you hear on this album is me saying I choose life. Yeah. Um, Because we just went through a fucking roller coaster. (laughs) And I just want you to know at the end of it, like, hey. I'm a, you, know, you don't have to worry about me. I'm going to deal with everything. Um, and also, like, for yourself, like, you know, yeah. I chill, you know, I'm going through all these things and I'm still trying to figure it out. So I hope that you can try to figure this yeah. shit out, too, because yeah. a lot of people have it worse than me, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And I would hate to have it worse than I have it. So <laughs> I can't even imagine, you know? So That's I, a great I, mentality. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I... I Something you just said that I absolutely love is, is I mean, first of all, you know, it has the word healing in it. Uh, it does not say healed. Yeah. And, you know, which, which, uh, that, and that, 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 that keeps that alive forever by saying that you're, 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 uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're hopefully constantly healing. Yeah. Um, and, um, Yeah, man. From 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 top to bottom, uh, the way it's paced, I think emotionally too. I think you know, starting off with, um, you know, it being something that we we've we've seen before, like recognizing, um, like we've had, you know, kind of like the the like uh, like Joyce's role. We've seen roles like that in in albums before, and I love how as we get closer to the end. It just gets more and more. Uh, it's less of a concept and more, just like this is what this is actually is. Like it starts off very real, but then it's it's stripped bare to like the core of what is going on here. Like there's no it it. I love that it starts off as a performance, and then by the end of the album, literally the end of track nine, it, it is you literally just speaking d- directly. Like, it, it, you know, it starts off all voicing it through the music and putting on the show and then just like you being you. And yeah, man, from, 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 from top to bottom, man, it's, it's, um, it's well done, not just because it is, it's good music, but um, there's just a level of awareness to every aspect to it that um, it doesn't matter if this is, it doesn't, I mean, I, I think the musical opinion comes second to just the appreciation of clearly what it took to make something like this. Um, really, I, I mean, ha- hats off to you, man. It, it's, Thank you. Easy for me to talk about it. It's not easy to make it. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, no, you're right. Um, this, I mean, the, uh, 
I say this, and I don't say this like lightly, but like, like this this album almost killed me, <laughs> like to make, like for real. Um, so like, I'm glad that I made it. Yeah, you know, um, for real, it was like it was a struggle, and it, it like it's it's still a struggle. Um, but I'm glad to have like fucking. I'm I'm trying to start the healing process, if nothing else, you know. Um, so hopefully, this is what can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I um, like a lot of artists I enjoy listening to. Man, I am. Uh, I, I I'm grateful that I have the privilege of being able to. Uh, live through what you are experiencing in the smallest way possible um and and having that privilege of just being able to walk away from it as a project so just as a fan of music i'm you know just also uh, grateful for you that um you know to give your all to something so that we can just relate to it um in some small fashion uh is again it's it's commendable man um thank you yeah hmm. yeah dude thank yourself you're you're thank you. yeah you did this <laughs> man you 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 put in the type of work uh that you know album aside the the work that you've put in to be able to make this stuff is is something that as a person you'll walk away from um, yeah, it's not just an album. I mean, like you, you. This is this is what living life is, and it just happened to be voiced through an album. Yeah, you know. So, um, excellent. <laughs> Thank you. <man>. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. I'm. I'm. What a what a what a way to uh, to start off the um, <laughs> the. Breaking it down series, man. Hey. I, 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 every time I've ever watched an interview where artists break their tracks down, um, I'm always like, holy fuck, I just would have never known that. Um, because you don't get the full picture from a three minute track or a four minute track. So, um, and I know that a lot of these experiences that um, inform these tracks are not the easiest to, to discuss. So I say this with, all the sincerity in my body, man, just for you to, to uh, choose to come on here and discuss that stuff means a lot to me because it's not just music. Like it's, it's, it's you. It's your life. So I, I, sure. I just I really appreciate this. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy to have been here. I'm <laughs> yeah. happy that I did this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah dude. 100%, <laughs> man. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, there's a lot from this that will be in my head for, for quite some time because a, a lot of in my own way I, I re relate to you some lessons that I've uh, even learned from this so um, yeah hell yeah thank you man and dude thank you it was my pleasure yeah um, <laughs> yeah the people listening um, yeah go do something with your lives <laughs> go do something with your lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah go, t go, go tell someone that you still love that doesn't know that you still love them, that you love them. Yeah. You know? And even if you think they think you love them, let them know anyways. Yep. Just make sure. 
Just make sure. You know, I'll, oh, you know what? Actually, I <laughs> I love those moments. It's like uh, the end of uh, Back to the Future, the first one, where he experienced a reality where like he lost his family, or like he saw people he cared about in like terrible conditions, and then he comes back to the present, and you know, for them, nothing has changed, mm. but he remembered, like, he would, you know, live the life where they either weren't there or were there in, like, a terrible way, and he's so fucking grateful to, like, be back to something that, before that experience, he was, like, complaining about. Yeah. You know, and and I, I don't know how you can recreate that in, in the, the, <laughs> the laws of physics that we currently have, but it's a, it's a great... I just I love seeing his gratitude for the present moment at the end of that movie, even though the whole thing is about the future and for shit. Sure. So, um, anyway, just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah, man, if you got all the way to the end, I'm really grateful for you listening. Thanks uh, for listening, y'all. Yeah, this is Christopher, Leon, and OC, and uh, yeah, man, it's a song called Life, and uh, we're out. Peace.